This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today. Welcome to Tap Into with Travis and Pete. I'm Travis. And I'm Pete. And we are excited you're joining us on this journey of conscious rising. Wait, what does that mean? Well, I'm glad you asked, Producer Cassie. It means we're going to be sharing some experiences and some tools for a life centered in joy, purpose, and gratitude. You know, life as it comes. You mean we're sharing the good, the bad, and the what the fuck? Ooh, exactly. So, come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always, take Take what what you you like and and leave the rest. So, welcome to another week of Travis and Pete. And as you noticed from last week's show, Cassie is now joining us in the booth by way of accident, but... As in last week, we had a little difficulty, but now that all worked out to how it should be. And now yeah. you're here with us hanging out. Um, and so Travis and I, um, at the request of Cassie to so that we all get congruent on the topics we're going to talk about, we were like, she asked us what we were talking about. And we were like, uh. what are we talking about, Cassie? So <laughs> Cassie's going to introduce our topic today and share a little bit about where this came about. I will. Then we'll dive in. Today's Wednesday's producer pick. So, mm-hmm. Cassie. Yeah. Uh, I was given the task of picking this morning what our topic would be. And I've been toying with this idea in my head already. And I thought it would be a great thing to do. Our title is Why Am I So Itchy? Ew. Yes. Gross. It is not some sort of rash or problem that the doctor can take care of this week. That's it's what you I'm talking about an internal uncomfortableness with the idea of being comfortable in who you are. I'm talking about a driving universal driving force to do something. My body is craving something, but I don't know why. So what is the why? We are talking about what is the why that drives you to continue your journey. And so the itchy would be the fact that something is coming in contact with you that's causing you to then look because you may be ignoring your why. Maybe. And so the itchiness is just that reaction to the ignoring it. It's, like, it's very much along the lines of what we were talking about whenever we – before we come on this journey or any journey that you make where you're sitting there and you're going. You're kind of like bouncing up and down. You know there's a lot of energy within you that just isn't able to come out because you don't know what the proper or the right quote-unquote – um, outlet is for that. Right? Yeah, like where do you focus that energy? What do you do with it? And that's where that's that's the decision that you make that can be either detrimental or it can be very positive. It's for the higher good. That's what you're looking for is how to release that energy onto the world and have it be in a higher good situation. Yeah, I think um, part of this came about because the last time that I had this sort of feeling, um, there was a catalyst in my life that you know, at the time I saw it was something that happened to me. Now I know that it's something that happened for me so that I could begin this journey. And it was a very obvious situation that I needed to work through, that I needed to dive into, work through the darkness, figure out who I was and come out on the other side. 
But now it's not necessarily so apparent. That catalyst, this isn't a catalyst that I have to drive me to do it. So while I'm still craving that soul journey and continuing that and figuring out what that is, I don't have a tangible, like, reason per se. So I'm having a hard time finding that reason or where I'm supposed to be going or what it is that I'm even searching for. Does anyone else ever have that problem? Comment if you have that problem. I, I feel yeah, like a crazy some, person. Throw some thumbs up. I think <laughs> I think we should be seeing some thumbs up through that one just because it's like we all go through it. It doesn't matter how much of this personal development phase that you're in. We constantly go through this. Maybe not constantly. But oh, my we, brother's on here. We, Hi, brother. I, we get to this point to where there's more. There's always wanting more. And that's that's the goal, I think, is always wanting more and wanting better, wanting better for yourself, wanting to grow more. Um, and so when we were talking about this, Cassie was saying that, you know, she asked, what's the topic? And we're like, producers pick. And she goes, oh, well, maybe you should come in early so that we can talk about it, which we did. We came in a little early. And what she was just saying was, was that, you know, she's searching for it, right? Search and search and hunting whenever you have something that you know you want more. That's the first instinct as a human being, I think, is, well, I have to control it and I have to figure it out. I have to get that tangible thing right in front of me. What we have learned, I think, as a whole in this, you're, you're of course, part of this, this is why we click so well, is that whenever we're, that ego gets in our way of thinking that we can control it and that we have to find it and that something that we do is going to bring that up to us. That's our ego getting in the way, you know, right? Yeah. It's like trust the universe, trust the process. It always comes to you, for yeah. me at least. Definitely. Yep. And part of that, I think, especially – so when this used to happen to me uh, throughout life before I realized that, you know, it was something that I could delve into and really figure out um, on an inward level, I would always do something outward. So, like, I would cut my hair off or I would – move or change jobs or break up with a boyfriend or do something. Don't worry, Andy, I'm not doing that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But now I realize that there is a level of patience that you need in this process that I'm, you know, learning and trying to continue to learn to have. Do you guys yeah. notice that too? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you did up and move here. <laughs> so, and that's that was what <laughs> no I was just going to say. Like, you've learned that the outward expression of this shift, this change, isn't doing anything to help you find what that is. And in order for Travis and I to just uproot and move to a different part of the country, we had to first understand that wherever we go, there we are. So, if we're expecting to move to solve problems, that ain't going to work. And so, we have been, we actually started working on our, you hear this cliche, work on yourself. But what does that mean? You know, for us, we started working on our thoughts and making sure that they were the most healthy they could be. And that's a daily product. There's always another layer of that onion and how it could get better. Belief systems. Are, there's some things where I clean up my thoughts and I still, my energy drops like that. Oh, my dad's on here too. Hi, dad. Hi, daddy. Hi, pups. And, uh, and it's like, so there's always this so many things to work on yourself. Why, what you eat, what you put on your body, how you think, what you believe, whether you're a science nerd or a spiritual nerd or find a way to combine the two, you know, whatever that is that makes you tick and makes you, um, I think, I don't know if it's Oprah, Maria, I get them all these big personalities. <laughs> Maria, are you still in. on here? That is like the best compliment ever. He just said, I don't know whether it was Oprah or Maria. Yeah. Are you still Maria on here? Maria said it first. Do you Maria said it first. That's the best fucking compliment yeah. ever. And now what's funny is I don't remember what it was. <laughs> we got into that. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I just I'm gonna I'll it'll come back it'll and then I'll back. say it that Maria said it first. And so that's what we've been, you know that's another thing about doing and being. We've learned from from like books that we've been 
reading, right? Um, one of those is the Conversations with God book, as well as some um, Doreen Virtue, Bringers, Bringers of the Light, is that when we're constantly doing, thinking that we have to do to become, it just – it's this like never-ending battle. It's like you're chasing your tail almost. But whenever you are able to be – and that doesn't mean just sitting there on your ass and doing nothing, Right. That means you actually have to take part in your life. That means you, but you don't have to necessarily go towards something. One of the biggest, um, we've mentioned this many a times. One of the greatest movies that we've watched, documentaries, is the the shift um, by Dr. Wayne Dyer, and it talks about in there is that knowing that you want more and knowing that there's more out there, um, and trusting that it'll come to you, that you're on the right path. Just that one path or one thought of going, I need something more. If you continuously think that and know that there's something better for you, the universe is just going to come. The energy you put out is the energy that comes back in. So you don't really have to do anything. You have to take part in your own life. You actually have to take steps towards it, but you don't have to chase it. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so, like, we were talking, and I don't know. So, like, you said there was something that happened the last time, right? Uh-huh. Is that talkable? Oh, Yeah. So the last catalyst that um, put me on this path uh, was actually my divorce. So I um, was married. I've been divorced now for uh, four, uh, three and a half years. And um, that was a completely unexpected thing, you know, when your your life sort of shifts to the complete opposite of what you think it's going to be. Uh, it was a really difficult time for me to just sort of figure out who I was, what I wanted where I was, where I was going. Um, and I had just had a baby. So I have a four and a half year old now. Um, and she was very young when it happened. So I was in the process of dealing with some postpartum, you know, depression and then going through a divorce at the same time. Uh, best thing, honestly, that ever happened. And it took some time, but my ex and I, we've, we grew up together. We've known each other since we were 13 and we are in a much better place now, much better parents, uh, much better people and friends than we were before. So it definitely was worth it. But it was something that like that is an incredibly uncomfortable situation to be in that you have to work through, um, or at least I had to work through at the time. Um, but now I'm in not necessarily an uncomfortable position in, in life. You know, that was something that was like, I have to figure my life out because right now what is there is crumbling to pieces. But now I'm in a very comfortable place in my life, but I'm just sort of craving to continue that journey. You know? And I think that's a great example of like when we talk about how you just trust that it'll happen to you as long as you keep that in the forefront of your mind that you want more. Um, sometimes whenever we don't know, we feel like we don't know and how to make that next step. That's kind of like when you were talking about your divorce. I think that was like the universe going, well, this is what we're going to do for you to get that next step. Like if you can't do it for yourself, then we'll do it for you. You know, this universe will show up as long as you listen to her, as long as you believe, right? And so – that's the beauty of it is that I think for me at least there was so much of my time wasted thinking that I had all – I had to control so much stuff like – and I had to just kind of chase it before it could happen. You know, the job, the the white picket fence, all this crap and that it – it not until I just let go. What is the word that you say a lot? Well, I say that a lot but uh, What is it you just have to um, release? What's the other word for release? Pete's not. Pete's checked out right now. <laughs> That's um, not, I, I and got nothing. So it's like you have to just kind of turn it over for the most part. The other word for turnover. Can't figure it out. Um, 
that once we started turning it over, all of it just came back. All of it came into it. So that's the beauty of that. So going back to what I, and I've had this, um, I've been through a similar experience to you, Cassie, to where the universe just said, if you're not going to realize all these little things going on that aren't making you happy, slam. Sledgehammer to the face. Here it is. World turned upside down. Um, and then you're left seemingly with nothing to figure it out and pick up the pieces. So when it comes to getting itchy, like you and I and Travis, our experiences where we've come head on with the rock, rock in a hard place kind of thing. We didn't know what the itchy was or we ignored it. We just put some cream on it, hoped it would go away. <laughs> and it didn't because that was just the symptom. So if you're looking at, you said that you're becoming itchy now. You're looking for that next growth spot, What's how to enlarge your why or define your why at a new level. Are there any, you look back at your relationship with your ex-husband, um, even before you had your baby, like, are there any itchy signs that you can look back and see now that maybe would have either prevented the big divorce or escalated it more quickly and in a less harmful way? Um, Maybe something would be like, I am very good at giving my time to everybody else and not taking any time for myself. Um, and so being a mom and being, you know, someone who works full time and then being in a relationship and all of these other ish- things, there's, I'm not leaving necessarily leaving time for myself. So that's what I'm working on now is discovering if I had extra time, if I created extra time, what would I do with it? What would I do with it that I really wanted to do for me? Cause I don't spend a lot of time doing things for me, you know, and the universe is being a little bit more subtle these days. So I think one of the big things that's happened that I embraced and noticed in the last, you know, month or so is the introduction of you guys to my life. Like, You're welcome. <laughs> the universe has been putting these things in front of me and I used to not, I used to ignore them or not notice that it was there. And this time, you know, you guys showed up and you embraced me and you brought me into your tribe and, and I was like, oh, that there's a reason why these guys are here with this journey. And now suddenly I'm like feeling itchy, you know? You're yep. welcome. And we're not, we don't come with a cream. There's no cream for this. <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, no, I mean, that's, that was beautifully said. And actually I love that question that you asked. What can you remember if you can remember? And it's not about dwelling on the past, but it's like, what can you remember? Like, and I think that was one of it. You didn't take maybe time for yourself and, even more brilliant was the fact that it's not not what could you have done differently to avoid that divorce, but what could you have done differently to speed that process up and get to where you're at right now? Right. You know what I mean? Like there's this – I feel like you know we talk about the cups, the PIM cups, the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual that you know a good, a good visual for us is just seeing these cups and knowing that they're filled up. Whenever we take a drink out of one of them, they start to empty, and if you're still thirsty, you got to fill it up. And there are some points that it'll fill up so much that it overflows. It's all about getting that, that, that nice balance. There will never be a perfect balance. So it's like what out of those physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual do you need to fill up? Because even we've learned that even like a lot of a good thing can still make you have that like taken – that experience of where you're just – there's too much going on, right? So – Okay, so the title of the live, Why Do I Feel Itchy? Or Am I Feeling Itchy? I forget the exact wording. But itchiness, um, when it comes to finding, wanting to look for that why. So Cassie, using you as an example again, um, 
And let me know if you want to talk about the details of how your life is now. But like, let's say your why is I want to have a family. I have. I want to have a relationship. Like like just before, like, you know, you're graduating high school. You're what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, I want to have a family. We'll say that's the why. Um, And so when it comes to putting your why out there, did you, you know, I'm going to say this and then you can say whether it rings true or not when it comes to the itchiness or like the the divorce and how it happened. Um, But we worry about how that why is going to happen and not so much just letting it show up how we show up. So how do you have a family? You get married, you have kids, you We're buy a really house. Going to how you have kids right now? Well, I mean, we <laughs> can, there's websites for that. Whitehouse.com. Go, that's how you have kids. <laughs> but like, so the the how is very like universal. Like we we have to go, but we have to go get married and have go to a hospital, have a baby, have a big epidural, like drugs, all these things we put on. It's like how you're supposed to do it. Versus when you look at how your life fell apart, and then more beautifully how it fell back together. Your family unit is so much stronger now, based on how you've talked about it. And I don't know if you want to talk about details. Um. There's more parenting involved. There's more opportunity for you to have that alone time to discover yourself, to go take trips to Japan like you did. And like, do you, is there any, how does that look like now about how your life fell apart and fell back together in so much more beautiful way that almost allows you to have more you time? Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I think um, part of of what you're saying is the how is always the, the easiest part. Right. We're always told exactly how we're supposed to do things as we grow up. But the why is the hardest part. Like that's that's something people don't take a lot of time to um, delve into is why they're supposed to do something. Um, And so in my previous life, I spent a lot of time on the how I actually didn't spend any time focusing on the current journey, the current state of what I wanted in that moment. It was always focused on where I was going what it was going to be the future, my future with my husband, my future family, my future career, all of these different things. It was never anything focused on the why. Once all of that fell apart, it completely shifted the way that I looked at my world. Like there was really no point in focusing on the future, on where I thought I was supposed to be going. The hardest thing to let go of was not my current relationship and the form it was in, but actually what I had planned and in my head what I had thought that that was going to be. So one of the reasons why I'm able to now, you know, identify this achieve feeling is that I'm focusing on the now, on the journey, on the why of my existence every single day. And you're right. There actually is in my new, um, like my custody is a 50-50 custody arrangement. My daughter has four parents um, and we split everything. We, you know, talk as a family unit and it does allow space for, um, myself and the relationship that I'm in to grow outside of being a parent, which was probably not for everybody, but for me was something that I definitely needed to become the parent that I am and also to become the person that I am. So I was able to like go to Japan and that was one of the things I was getting this itchy feeling and I was like, oh, it's wonderless. I'm going to book a ticket somewhere, book a ticket to Japan. I get to Japan and it gets worse because it was like, what I want is not an outward thing, Absolutely. you know? It's not. It's something that I need to figure out in myself. And Dang. I want to kind of put a spin on mine. you said, you said, well, I got to Japan, it got worse. But I think like, I, w- I wouldn't call the itchy a bad thing because it's letting you know that, okay, I I need some growing, I need some creating. So it just got louder maybe. Yeah, it just got more intense. And you put yourself in a position where you're surrounded by new, a new atmosphere, a new, much like Travis and I coming to California, knew everything. And so it just, your centuries were just like, Oh my God, I could do so much. 
And that's the great thing about all of that is that that is another reason that like whenever you start doing these outwardly things, that feeling doesn't go away. And you quickly were able to say it. Well, obviously, it's not outwardly. If it's still here, it just gets louder, right? Yeah. It's just another it's like that that going to Japan was a great experience for you, right? But, it was an amazing experience. However, it was just that wasn't the experience that you thought was going to change. Certainly, obviously, it didn't change. It just made you want to want it more, right? Yeah, it actually um, amplified. I guess a really interesting thing about Japan is um, growing up. I I never traveled much as a kid. Um, it wasn't something that we like were able to do in my family, and I always wanted to travel the world, but I always wanted to travel in situations that would be comfortable. So I never really wanted to go to Asia to countries where I didn't speak the language that weren't like Western culture. And I didn't do any of that in my younger years. Not that I'm old, but in my twenties and I have recently started traveling and any, everywhere that I've wanted to go is Asia. Like I was scared to go to Japan when I was younger. My ex, um, he makes video games and when we were in high school and he said he wanted to make video games, my original thought was like, Oh my God, we have to move to Japan. Like that's the only place where video games come from, right? I was like, oh, God, I don't know what I'll do there. I was so uncomfortable with the idea. And then I got to Japan, and I it was like my soul was on fire. It was like I was where I was supposed to be. Isn't that so strange? No. It's the opposite of strange. Maybe it's strange More of when that, it's new. Please. But like I, the, the things that I'm the most afraid of are the things that uh, the more I go towards, the more I find myself in. And so like that comfort zone is that that – magnification of fear keeping me from like my ego is going no you don't want to go there because that could be good for you and you won't need me anymore this scared fear monger thing and so like as i keep going like yesterday for example i'll have a confession right here yesterday was a complete not the all the day but the like about half the day was a complete shit day for me like i was in this moment and my energy was up here and then all of a sudden the next moment it dropped and i couldn't pinpoint why it dropped and i couldn't pinpoint what happened and i also pulled up the covers and turned on the Netflix in the form of like the video games on my iPad. I was playing these games because I didn't want to feel, I did. I just, I was like, but I'm growing and I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm doing all these things I'm supposed to. Why is it, why isn't it getting easier to be in a happy mood, to be in a joyful state, to be appreciative and gra- grateful. And the thing is like, well, if I'm in a low mood, I have to go and practice gratitude. It's not like just because I did it yesterday that it's going to be effective today. And so the thing that pulled me out of it, and this is why our inner circles and our tribes are so important is Travis was like, so what mad. the fuck are you doing right now? Was so that was mad. also affecting his day because we spend so much time together. Energy vampire. Yeah. Like, and so when you you have that family unit that you're really close to and one person's not functioning to their highest degree, I mean, A, he was worried and wanting to help me out. But the other time was like, I mean, I might have to go by myself and like do some gratitude and do like, you know, because he's responsible for his own well-being. But at the same time, it's like we also affect each other. And so – yeah, I, I was. I didn't have any answers, and I wasn't particularly wanting to go find answers because that was a bit of me that my ego was like, "Remember this feeling of misery? Remember how you used to like cuddle up and just be with yourself, and that painful feeling? Like that was your friend. Don't forget about me." And that's so that brings it, that brings a very brilliant point. It's a think, trap. Is that both stories there? Right, like yours is wanting the why. Right, you're trying to figure out that why. For the most part, and that, you know your why is always evolving. You have your why. You know what your big why is, but there's still that itchiness for both of you. They're two totally different situations, and they're the the common denominator, I feel like, in all of that is that you went to Japan to get that feeling, right? Which 
and you know, I'll say this lightly, was a distraction about what you really needed, right? Mm-hmm. It was a great one. It helped you out. It brought all this stuff. And the same reason that you you were itchy and you went to your iPad. The one thing, and, you know, and I trust me, I, this is just two stories going on right now because it's a half an hour show. I've got my plenty of feeling itchy, and we'll go into that eventually. But the the, the same thing that happened with both of you all is that you both distracted, and neither one of you all stopped, went into yourself, and became into yourself and just thought about it without the distraction of going to Japan, looking at a computer. You were looking for outside sources, right? One was to distract completely of having to not do with gratitude, and the other one was, again, you went to Japan because you just needed to go. It was both trying to figure it out, and neither one of them worked, but you both came to the same. It was great because hearing like the conversations on this side of each year – both of you all both was like, I just realized that it's internal. <laughs> like, <laughs> yours was internal that you didn't stop and go to gratitude and you didn't silence in yourself. And yours was that you went outwardly to Japan. Brilliant. So why are you so itchy? Well, because you're not going internally and figuring it out. Is that the answer? Maybe. For us, maybe. I yeah. can't answer that for anybody else. But I'd say I would definitely say itchy. For me, itchy yesterday was ignoring my inner self, ignoring my higher self, ignoring that just because what I was putting in front of me necessarily wasn't bad, but it wasn't solving that answering of my why. This distraction just, and not action. If I, I'm not a, I've never hit anybody with my fist. Let's clarify that. <laughs> with he, your car? He knows uh, better. Or my car, yeah, or my car. <laughs> what do you use? Um, yeah, but I've never, like, I don't have this outwardly aggressive mode where I'm going to go punch something or whatever. I may use a, a choice word every now and then. Um, but if, I mean, I was just, I was so fed up with myself yesterday that I was ready to like meet myself in a mirror and like someone was going down. Dude, my mood has been like this lately. I don't know if maybe there's something going on or what it is, but it's like one moment I'll be up here and then the next I'll be down here. I think a lot of it, uh, is having to do with like self-confidence. I mean, we always go back to that, right? Like being assured, like sure of yourself, being confident and feeling like you're enough. You know, that what you're doing is on the right path. That's always what swings my mood up and down. Yeah. We just heard um, one of Neil Donald Walsh. Did I say his name right? I, <laughs> I was like creating it as I was saying it. I'm like, wait. So Neil Donald Walsh wrote this book, Conversations with God. Um, and one of the quotes that he said in it was that – actually, you know what? I've listened to so much lately. It might not be him. But anyway, so it's like when we get to nine years old, seven to nine years old, somewhere there is this podcast. where – Podcast. Okay. We listen to a podcast. I'm spiritual, damn it, is the name of it. And check, check it, it out. out on uh, iTunes. Yep. If anyways, so the, whoever was, she was being, whoever the host was interviewing, she said, um, you know, between seven and nine, we get to this plot as children where that's the age, those first seven to nine years that we soak up all this knowledge. And so the most important things that a parent can teach their kid is that they are worthy of love and how to love themselves, because that's the only two things that we really need. Everything else, the doingness comes from that beingness state of I'm worthy of love and gratitude and peace and love and whatever. So <laughs> all that. Uh, yeah. And that's one of the things, you know, you're talking about self-worth Cassie. It's like, that's one of the things that I had a traditional context of growing up of knowing that I was loved and never lacking in stuff and things and hugs and things to do and education, and all that stuff. But I never, I didn't learn how to go inside myself and realize that I was enough without someone else gratifying me as enough without someone or, there's a word of that, not gratified, but like someone telling me that I was enough or that the way I showed up in the job that I did was good enough that made me worthy. And I'm just now figuring that at 30, right around 31 is when I was like, oh, 
this is the tool right here. This is the person who solves that problem, not anybody else. And that's like why one of the most important mantras, and you've heard it from us, you've heard it from you know different people that we follow, is looking into that mirror and going, I love you and I trust you. Because unless you love and trust yourself, nothing else is possible. Right. Yeah. It's and you were talking about that at the beginning, Cassie, where it was like, I need to get into a place where I can do for myself. And if anybody knows that, it's Pete and I. It's like we are we are together all the time because of this journey. But it's like you to to get really good at doing for yourself while with other people. What is that word? What's that word called? Whenever you it's one that oh, you for two. I don't know. I don't know. I zoned out. I don't know what you just said. And, <laughs> we're <laughs> open and honest, right? Open and honest. Yes. Yeah. So it's like. I don't even remember what I just said. <laughs> well, with that. Oh, 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 oh. Nope. There it goes again. There it goes again. All right. So how are we doing on time? Oh, being able to do for yourself oh, while we're Oh, wait. Beer. I have a question. Okay. Leanne Marie asks. Validating. Validating. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Jeremy. Leanne Marie asks, I get confused with whether low moods are just women's hormones or stuff that needs attention. Do you have this issue, Cassie? All the time. Okay? All the time. I'm a little, be honest, yeah. I'm having that issue right now. Ooh, if all you women know what that means, they're not comfortable ooh, with that. So it is a really hard thing to um, understand the hormones in your body and what they can do to your brain, uh, especially in a culture of birth control where we don't actually learn what our hormones do to us because they're regulated for us and we don't learn anything about our bodies. Um this is an issue I've been having for a while because I, I don't take birth control anymore. I decided not to do that because I don't like what the hormones do. Um, but actually figuring out what those are doing to my brain on a natural level is definitely something I have to reassess all the time. So I have to ask myself if it's hangry or if it's hormones. <laughs> and then I have to figure out if it's real. <laughs> and now I'm going to let you on a little secret that I'm probably <laughs> going to get some emails and some text messages and some messages about because – some men may not want us to tell you this secret, but here it comes. We go through our own phases as well. It's different in the text of we're not shedding any kind of weird lining of sorts. It's not weird. It's life. It's life. It's, it's beautiful. Life. It's gorgeous. I created life. She's beautiful. Exactly. See, and this, is, this is where I'll get the flack from the women too. Here we go. Bring it on. So it's like – Men, I strongly believe this, and this is only because whenever you really are I work, demonstrate it monthly. Yes, he demonstrates <laughs> it monthly. And and so do I in a sense. I think we all go through like this monthly, it's like phase of shedding some sort of lining, whether it's, you know, up in your hoo-hoo or outside or inside. It doesn't matter. But like I like to call it the menstruation period or menstrual, menstrual period, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like so beautiful. Oh my god, are we gonna like sync up our menstrual cycles happened. right now? <laughs> no, I'm sure we already have. Because one of it, <laughs> no, we have not. One of us has to be sane when the other one is not. Oh, that's a very good point. And so it's like that is you know you were asking about TMI, Cassie. Um, <laughs> uh, is that your brother? No, no it's Kelly. Kelly. Kelly oh. Orange, she says she has some oils for me to uh, take care of that in her office. Nice. Thanks. But it's like we do. I think it's in, you know, Leanne Marie was like just women's hormones or whether it's something else. Regardless, it's just focus, not focusing, but realizing that that is going on and doing everything in your power to go inside, meditate, uh, do what, eat healthier. Whatever it takes to get through that because it's going to happen. It happens monthly, whether it's through that or through something else. It's about bettering yourself, right? Yeah. And it's if it's hormones, it's hormones. It's science, it's science. But you still have complete control over 
how you think and feel. Well, and, and Leanne also like our our society doesn't really let us talk about this sort of thing. You know, you, I mentioned it. You guys are already uncomfortable in the situation. So as women, we're taught to really not um, talk about it. To uh, either we get you know asked off the cuff if we're having an outburst, if it's because we're PMSing, or we're supposed to act like it doesn't actually affect us. And so a lot of the times I look at these hormonal outrages that women have as like, it's kind of like when you're drunk and that allows you to say the things that you're thinking, even though you like maybe haven't said them before. Sometimes I feel like these hormone outbursts are just a way to amplify things that we're already going through. So it's a little bit harder to work through because we don't know where we're hinging on a sanity level at that point. But it usually brings up things that are already bothering us and allows us to say them. So that's that's beautiful because that's one of the things that like when I get itchy, like yesterday, I had I spent any time with myself to figure out why I was feeling that way. I may have come to a conclusion, but it's like. You, it's almost to be looked at like you, Cassie, have this blessing that happens every month that allows you to pull up the stuff blessing. and deal with it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's hard to describe. Um, yeah, there was one when we heard talking about it, like where she'll ah! take it and plant, or she'll put the, the blood in her garden and like, <gasps> because it's beautiful life, fertility. It's there, so beautiful. Regardless of whatever we may think it may not be beautiful or disgusting, whatever, like there is, it's a beautiful gift. I'm life. uncomfortable right now. And so, good, grow. No, it's true. It is. It's um. Some people, what they call it, like their moon, their moon cycle or their womb time. Ooh, I love that. Their womb time. Where you find the love and like yeah. what that moment's trying to tell you about yourself and about your surroundings. And if okay. you handle, like, let's say, can we get an example of something that comes up that that it's something that you, unless you're drunk or on your cycle, <laughs> you wouldn't have said out loud. Um. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if. I, oh, you think I'm gonna say it out loud now? <laughs> Right. That's just, what a I was general, like. just a general something. She like, her secrets. So and so, so and so's wearing something, and I think that looks horrible. You know, like just something that would come up. Yeah, I don't know general. if it's anything like very specific like that. I think it's more um, any of the self doubt that I have. She's like, I sound manifest- more like I have Tourette's. Know, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it uh, it manifests itself more in those situations. You know, so your self doubt comes out louder. It does because I'm all I'm in a a point. like hormonally where I'm already kind of uncomfortable in myself. And so then more of my self-doubt comes up and then I have to really work. It makes me work through it at that point, figure out why I'm doubting myself in that situation, um, why I don't feel like I'm enough in that situation. All of those will come up. So it almost sounds like a conversation between you and your body or you and your higher self of saying like, I'm uncomfortable. I self-doubt. And do you find, do you have tools or do you have people you talk to? Like what, how do you respond to that conversation with, Figuring out what about your self doubt that you can work on or grow from, or oh, I don't think I'm to that stage yet. Okay, so but um, you're listening now, maybe more intently. I'm, I'm listening more. Mostly, it just um, comes out in terrible fits of rage at Andy, and he just has to deal with it. <laughs> but because he loves you, he deals with it. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. And so these comments, uh, the, the, Jeremy like said a comment. It's, he said it's a lot more worrisome when men are bleeding from certain or- orifices. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is quite alarming. Thank you for that, Jeremy. <laughs> Thank you. And then, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, that, uh, go I don't know. The, the, the comments are being very weird. I, I mean, I the comments are being them. the comments. They're like, like in they weird we orders now. We love them and we trust them. We do. Them. We love them and we trust them. Um, oh, and I, I'm sorry, guys. I figured out the sound issue in the beginning. I did not plug it in. Ooh. Hey, whoops. And the classic in? IT problem. 
Is it plugged in? No. No, it's not. <laughs> Did you hit it? That's Did funny. Did you turn it on? Yeah. Anyways, so we are at the 35, almost 40-minute mark. 30-ish. Um, and so I think this is brilliant. I love this. I, this is one for me that I've gotten a you know, all of them I get something out of, but the fact that there's two different forms of being itchy, and there's probably a crap ton more out there of why you feel itchy. You know, that itchy is just that feeling that there is something a little off, whether it's wanting more, trying to figure out the why, or figuring out why you don't know how to figure out your why, or whatever it may be. I think it's brilliant. I love it. Well, okay, so this, wherever this menstrual cycle conversation fit into this, (laughs) what I love about it, and I had an aha moment with this when it comes to it's like we're having a conversation here. We all play off of each other. Well, the conversation that my body has with me, that my higher self has with me, that my grandmother who's standing behind me sometimes has with me, like it's – I responded by ignoring it in the past. And you just went to Japan to respond it by looking outwardly instead of tuning into whatever's inside you to tune into. Yeah. Um, and so how are we – that itchiness is that it's just time to redirect how we're – responding to the conversation with our world in which we live and exist and whatever. Um, so if something's not working, then reach out, ask questions, find a live or a podcast. Quiet your mind. I guess it's all outwardly. Yeah. <laughs> quiet your mind. Quiet your mind. Go <laughs> right. Learn Play on that. the computer, try to find a puppy. Well, <laughs> you reach out and you learn how then to find tools, which Absolutely. is like going inside. So there's, there's something to see. Yeah. Both. And when all else fails, when you don't know what to do, do nothing, you know, like, that is just one of the most important things. That's why meditation. That's why what you know. Someone said something today. I don't care. Oh, one of our lovely friends, um, sh- Melissa Crispell. Uh, we were talking to her, and she said, "I don't care if you call it praying. I don't care if you call it meditation. I don't care if you call it having a conversation with the universe. Whatever it is, whenever you quiet yourself and you have that conversation, which is to your higher self, that's where you get all the answers." Quit trying to search for the answers. Let them come to you. Trust the universe. Trust the process. We have everything we need already. We have everything we need. Just got to tune in. And the fact that you're showing up right now to this brilliant podcast and, you know, we are showing up and we have all been put in each other's faces for a reason. Maybe we're going to go tour Asia together next. (sighs) Let's do it. Let's do it. We're all good. (laughs) So thank you for joining us. Tap into Asia. On the tap into Asia. uh, Asians like their cats. Leanne Marie says, yes, I totally agree. Sit with the itch. Sit with the itch. Sit with it. That's probably the most uncomfortable part. Just kind of don't do anything for a little while. Yeah. You got to go through it. Yeah. So So go on to www.travisandpete.com. Also subscribe to us on iTunes. Tap into with Travis and Pete. Check it out. Sign up for stuff and things like us on Facebook www.travisandpete.com forward slash Travis and Pete. Check out the Specialty Produce mm-hmm. Network um, on every social media you can, um, as well as come and check out, uh, if you're around the area or if you're ever visiting the area, come check out Specialty Produce in general. It's an amazing place to be, and we are thankful for them and thankful for you, Cassie, for allowing us to be in this beautiful spot. Yeah, definitely, guys. Come see me uh, seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah. I'll show you around. You work seven days a week. <laughs> okay, Shoot. I'm not here on Sundays. <laughs> wow. Exactly. But so. you can come see people who are like me. And there's, there's no one like them. And so from our heart to yours. Bye. 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 Bye.